From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 383 for the week of December 18th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show we get a trip report from our listener Brian and we share our thoughts about the new FastPass system for Fantasmic. All that plus this week's news, Roundtable Rapid Fire, and our Disboard's Thread of the Week on this edition of the Dis Unplugged. Hello everyone. Hello. Hey, hey there. Hello. Hi there. Ho there. Is everyone unpacked? No, I'm still not unpacked. Yeah. No, nope, not at all. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, before we were officially on the air, someone was complaining that I was eating potato chips, and then what I was actually doing was unpacking so I could pack because I'm about to leave tomorrow on a business <laughs> trip. Nice. So I was trying to multitask, but yeah, I'm not unpacked. I just threw all my fun stuff and shoved it in a corner, and now the yeah the non. Yeah, I can't bring a tumbler with a big pirate head on it to work. It makes me kind of sad. <laughs> well, you could, but well, I could, uh, and I'd like to put rum and a yes. little umbrella in it too. But so, welcome to our last news segment of the year. Yay! Oh, yay! Yay! <laughs> yay! Well, it just means that this year and all of its great experiences nice. that we encountered. <laughs> Is coming to a close, and we have all these incredible new experiences coming next year. It means I have time to put up the Christmas tree because we have not done that yet. Oh, (laughs) me neither. Right there with you. All right, so uh, we are off for a couple weeks, and then when we return, something new, we will be moving to Mondays. Not sure how that's going to work. Not Ooh. sure the logistics yet, but watch for us on dun, Monday, dun, dun, dun. January fifth. We're moving on up. Yes, the I calendar. Monday night football. But I know I was alone when I did my dun dun. <laughs> What's he mumbling about? I, I did the Monday night football. Mon- oh. dun, 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 dun. Nobody and you guys start going well, to Jefferson. The oh, Monday I thought you were doing Thursday the Nancy now, so. Johnson. I can't find my. Oh, page. Well, that's da da da. There's a difference. Get it right. All right. Um, so, like, like I said, watch for us on Mondays, um, and then the rest of the week is filled with the Orlando show. So we'll uh, we're taking over Mondays. <laughs> And we'll see how that goes. We um, own Mondays. Hmm? Taking we own Mondays. Mondays. And we, like uh, we recorded our last news show on the on board the ship, and I just want to reiterate, thank you to everyone on board for making us feel special. And, Definitely. Yeah, that was definitely that was an awesome experience. It was it wonderful. Was, it was a lot of fun. Looking forward to the next one. Yep. I'm looking forward to Diz Cruise 2.0 to Alaska. On Royal Caribbean, June twelfth of twenty fifteen. See another exciting experience coming next year. Um, also coming up, one thing we haven't talked a lot about, but is coming up in a couple months, is Dapper Day. Um, are you are you coming down for that, Michael? You know, I haven't thought that far ahead in my life, okay. but oh, I okay. hope so. <laughs> February twenty eighth and March first is Dapper Day, the the spring events. So. Since it was February and we're already in December, I wanted to mention that. Um, Michael, again, I think I think you might be missing having just that little newsletter that now I can't remember the name of, so forget my great story that was going to start. The fact that every day when you were on the ship, hey, guess what's going to oh, happen navigator. tomorrow? Yeah, yeah the, the navigator. navigator. You need, we need those for our life. We do. Oh, that's then true. Plan like, oh, look at these fun things I can do tomorrow. And you only <laughs> have to worry about tomorrow, and then a new one comes the next day. I need the does, Navigator app for my life. Yes. Does that come with a stateroom attendant to, to like <laughs> no. make my bed and clean and my bathroom? In, and put cool shapes with their <laughs> towels. Yes. Or my chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. All right. Um, and also we mentioned, I want to remind everybody again, put it on your calendar, Coasting for Kids 2015, June 7th. So we will be there. So hope to see you, a lot of you at Knott's Bray Farm and at Cedar Fair Parks. Across the country, we will keep reminding you about that. Uh, let's talk housekeeping. 
Um, we talked about the Frozen announcement that came while we were on the cruise. And we covered most of it, but there were a couple clarifications that I wanted to go over. Uh, specifically, the Storybook Land Canal Boats, which hmm. are getting um, an Arendelle Palace. And Michael, that's taking over the the old mill scene, the old mill which scene. I'm sure most folks have no idea what the significance the is. Anyway, right, right, uh, and right. it's it's the only scene that's not from a major animated film. But yeah. historically, that scene is significant because it was the first use. Uh, it was the first short made with the multiplane camera. Oh, okay, and and yep. that's why it's there. I think that's historically um, that significant. Reason. It is, it is. And I, I suspect though, if I'm, as I run that attraction through in my head, I have a feeling they chose that section not only because nobody knows the old mill, but I think the Matterhorn is the backdrop in that area. You can see the Matterhorn. Mm-hmm. And so that would make sense to have Arendelle there with a snow covered right, right. mountain. So I'm hoping they'll find room for the old mill, somewhere old else. mills somewhere else, but yeah. I don't know. And the other clarification is the show at Fantasy Fair. Um, we talked about the, the, the Beauty and the Beast and the uh, Rapunzel show. And actually, uh, Frozen is going to, it's going to be all Frozen all the time. The other shows are going to go on hiatus. Basically, um, they still, they still will be in their repertoire, but they won't be performing them at least for the, Near future. Yeah, until what, May 15th, they said? Yes, right. And that's when Frozen Fun is scheduled to end is May 15th, which is, of course, the beginning of the 60th fun. So, speaking of 60th fun. (laughs) Nice. What? Nice segue. I can segue, you know. Um, I'm not the only one who's allowed to segue things. I, I spoke with someone who has seen a Paint the Night float, just saying. Ah, and so, and what did um, what did said person say about it? That it was a paint the night float. <laughs> so I mean that just confirms that we are getting paint the night. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. as, yeah. as as we speculated back in May of last year or May of this year or something like that. So anyway. it's go- it's going to be interesting if we get all the effects with it because one of our listeners, George. She mm-hmm. was just there at Hong Kong and right. saw Paint the Night for, um, the parade. And she mm-hmm. came back with one of the little wands that you get where you can point it at the floats and change the color, or you could point it at other people and change the colors of their wands. So she was, um, going back and forth with children who were on the other side of the street from her, and they were changing each other's colors from pink to purple, pink to purple. Wait, this is interactive? That's cute. Isn't that some of the technology that's in those new ones they've released that go along with the glow with the show ears? Yeah, like the Mickey, the the little Mickey hand and Mm -hmm. all that. Mm Mm-hmm. And the with the wand, you can change the color of the ears and the hand. Yeah, and her wand, though, was a paintbrush. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be Very interesting. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Any other housekeeping? I have one. Go ahead, Michael. So, uh, just uh, this week is uh, sort of a, a significant in the history of you know those of us who enjoy Disney. And December fifteenth is the anniversary of the passing of Walt Disney. He passed away in nineteen sixty six. And what happened was that he underwent surgery for removal of a lung on November 21st, 1966, after doctors found a tumor that had created an abscess. Um, he returned to the hospital for a post-operative checkup, and, um, but declined from there and um, passed away on December 15th. So just um, something to... You know, just remember as we enjoy the parks and all that, maybe a, a tip of the hat to Walt Disney and, right. and, and everything that he did to, you know, make our enjoyment of the theme parks mm-hmm. possible. So Michael, mm-hmm. since you met him, do you remember the day when you found out that he had passed I, away? I do actually, because I, you know, I, I came home from school 
And I immediately, you know, of course, took off my uniform and wanted to run outside and play. And my mother, and she had tea and all that out. And I just sort of woofed it all down. And then I was dashing out the door and she was trying to stop me to say something, tell me something. But I just said, I'll, I'll you know, we, we, you know, it was either we had to be back home before either the streetlights went on or the church bell rang, whichever came first. And so I, it was a different time. <laughs> and so as I'm dashing out the door, there was a little, um, grocery store on the corner and they had a stand that had, you know, the newspapers out, um, you know, in front. And so as I ran past it, I saw the headlines, you know, Walt Disney died and I was stunned absolutely stunned because i had i had finished my um time with disney not just a short time before so you know so of course my memories of him were still really fresh in my mind so i i just couldn't believe it and um you know so i i so i ended up i think going back home rather than playing outside and i just i was just quiet the rest of the the evening no. But yeah, I definitely remember. I just can think that it must have been he made such an impact, you know, on so many people, and he still oh, does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he defined childhood mm-hmm. really for for generations. All right. Any other housekeeping? I have uh, some uh, quick housekeeping. Okay, go ahead, Marjorie. Uh, for, I had reported earlier about the Newport Boat Parade for those who were doing the day six adventures or mm-hmm. when they were at Disneyland, other things to do, which is the Christmas. Well, right now, in addition, um, if you're going to be in the Newport area, they have a theater show over there and it's, um, a cute story that's going to be, it's only this weekend that they have it. And it's in Newport Beach. We'll have the directions to it in the, our show notes. And it's a ballet folklorico group, which is a Mexican-style dancing called Relampago del Cielo. And it's a story about a Mexican toy factory um, doing uh, getting ideas for Christmas, etc. So that's supposed to be an enjoyable show that you can go to that for the season. And also... We usually hold a trivia chat now on our Disneyland on Wednesday nights. And so we will be having trivia chat this Wednesday since we weren't able to do it earlier than in the month because I was having fun on the cruise. So. Very cool. Um, any other housekeeping? I want to give you one last reminder before the end of the year to buy your D23 Expo tickets. It's your last chance. Your my last chance. Our last chance to remind you before the prices go up on the thirty first of December. By early and often. <laughs> Tom, isn't our little excursion housekeeping? Which excursion? Yesterday. No, that's my rapid thought, fire. Yeah. Cool. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> our excursion to Denny's. Our excursion to Denny's. That's a tease. News at eleven. Oh. Yes. Find out what's killing I, I you. I did try Roscoe's bed. though. That's that's oh, right. that's housekeeping. Oh, there you go. Like it. No, 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 it's not official. I, we know it's not official. I saw the photo on Facebook. That chicken looks not, It's not an official Culinary Quest review, but I did try Roscoe's. And was it everything you dreamt it would be? It was. It was way too much food for me. Um, it was a little pricey, but. Like I mean, you got tons. I got ton- I got the chicken livers, which I you never get. So I had to get that. Um, and it was it's a it was a huge plate of chicken livers plus a plus a. It uh, was a big plate. Yeah, plus a waffle for like thirteen bucks or something. But it was. Empty. But that was a huge plate of chicken. It was livers. empty in there. There was there was hardly anybody. Really. In there. I know, and you texted me right before. I don't Should think I go to Roscoe's? Is- you think I'll get in? Well, no, I, I didn't say. I didn't say. I think it's a bad location. Or, 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 would I feel comfortable solo. going solo? And I really and I didn't. I said, "Heck yeah!" <laughs> they looked at me funny. What? Because you look like a hungry old guy. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people eat solos. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. No biggie. 
Nothing wrong with eating solo, uh, man. Fine. All right. Any other house- eating a solo cup, however, that would be yeah, looking that would be bad. strange. That's a little crunchy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, on the boards, I've been asking people to send me suggestions for uh, good neighbor hotels that they'd like to see reviews of. Um, either find that find that thread. I'll put a sh- link in the show notes or email me Tom at www.info.com because I will I will try to continue that into 2015 and so we can have more um, hotel reviews up. So if you have a suggestion or the one that you want me to take a look at, just send me an email. Also, if you want to email the team, you can email the whole team at dlpodcast at www.info.com. Links to anything we talk about on the show and links to uh, the shows itself you can find at www.disunplugged.com. All right, over to Tony with the news. Disney alters perks for Club 33 members, which we know, but let's get more in-depth. Some of Mickey Mouse's high roller friends have their tails (laughs) in a twist. Nice alliteration. For access to what is billed as the most exclusive address in all of Disneyland, Club 33, many members pay $11,000 a year. Now, some of those fans are piqued over what they say is a rollback of their platinum-plated perks. Wow, (laughs) someone likes alliteration. Some are even contemplating canceling. That's our, we've got three. If we're doing a drinking game, that's three. A mem- are even contemplating canceling a membership so coveted that the waiting list is closed. The current uproar has to do with how many extra VIP cards are allotted to platinum members, the highest level of non-corporate membership. This year, each got three. The cards allow a lucky few to enjoy many of the benefits of a member, including access to Disney parks and dining at the secretive Club 33 restaurant tucked away in Disneyland's New Orleans Square. VIP cardholders who don't need to be related to the member enjoy those perks without the member present. But last week, Platinum members received a letter that said, in 2015, only the member and a spouse or domestic partner would have Club 33 benefits, while the price for the Platinum level would rise to $12,000. Members' dependents under the age of 21 retain some of the existing benefits. Disney pulled the rug out from everyone, one Platinum member said. Like others interviewed, he declined to be identified, fearing Disney would revoke his membership. Disneyland spokeswoman Kathy Killian, new spokeswoman, I'm not, I'm not comfortable, um, declined to discuss the specifics of Club 33 membership, but said, we're working with each member individually to determine the option that best suits their needs. Yeah. Yeah, right. Walt, yeah, Walt Disney created the club, envisioning it as a place he could entertain investors and business, business associates, although he died before it opened in 1967. The private Club 33 restaurant was closed earlier this year for renovations. It reopened in July with a new entrance. Kitchen and jazz-inspired lounge. Now members enter after climbing a curved staircase in the Court of Angels. Now that the renovation and expansion of Club 33, Le Grand Salon, and Le Salon (laughs) Nouveau are complete, we've turned our attention to evolving the membership program to bring you more value. Club 33 General Manager James Willoughby. We bring you more value by taking things away. Each year we evaluate the business and membership benefits and make necessary adjustments. Instead of those three extra VIP Platinum cards, which had few limitations, 2015 Platinum members will receive four special special mm. excuse me annual park passes, which are more restrictive. They don't include access into Club 33, for instance. In addition, the Platinum member and spouse must use those passes to get to go into the parks. A current Platinum VIP cardholder was in, enraged. It really has just turned to a money game for them. I'll let the tigers deal with the cards. So, 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 just to clarify, what what they used to get was four VIP passes that were good for Club Thirty Three in nineteen oh one. Plus, it was admission. Plus, it was good for valley parking, um, early admission. They could get in early, and now instead of that, they get two VIP passes that are good for Club Thirty Three in nineteen oh one, and four. Basically, premium passes that everyone everyone has to use. Yeah, if that makes sense. And they're and they're really limited to well, you know um, bringing guests in as well. Right. Well, then, the, the, well, that, but that's been the last couple of years. They they limited the the reservation policy. They they reined that in a little bit, so you had to. You had to wait until what the last minute or so, last thirty days or something before you could um, book a reservation for a guest if the member wasn't attending. 
Yeah, it seems the prices are going up Which and I can, I their get perks a... are being skinny down, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really don't care. There are Club 33 members. Wow. Like, I really, like, I'm more worried about the poor little dad, the poor dad who can't take their kid to see freaking um, <laughs> the princesses <laughs> without a fast pass. Like, I really, like, I Tell hate to be. Like, I really don't care about Club. Like, okay, so they lost a few perks. They still are members of Club 33. Like, whatever. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm totally. Well, I care. I think that if you look at it from the corporate's perspective, a lot of people buy, you know, a lot of people have bought these memberships in the past to entertain clients and and business associates and, and stuff like that. So, when you can. So, who cares? Big, okay, big business can't go to Club 33. Like, well, I really just the fact care. that they can't purposely send their clients care, without but... them. I mean, let's face it, all of us have eaten off of somebody else's Club 33 perk before. Well, and I, and I think what, what I've heard from some people is that this was sold to them as, as you know, you get four, and so couples were buying memberships together. Right. And splitting the cost. And so that's going to mess them up a little bit because then they only get the one and have to fight over it. And if it has to be spouse or domestic partner, what are you going to do? You can't, like, have one one for each yeah. couple. Anyway, so that's not the only thing the Club 33 members are up in arms about, is it, Michael? Well, I don't know if they're up in arms. They're probably pleased in that, um, you um, know, when... Not from what I've heard. Oh, Really? Huh. Because yeah. I was thinking when Club 33 was renovated, the trophy room space was converted over for the new kitchen space. And so the Club 33 renovation is continuing with the addition of a room for private events above 21 Royal Street in New Orleans Square. So we've all been wondering what's going on in the Royal Courtyard, um, which, you know, has been used off and on as a merchandise location. And it's being redesigned to resemble um, Herb Ryman's original concept for the courtyard, which had a staircase um, in it. So this is this space is going to be used for, you know, private events for Club 33 members some, some is what we're hearing. Some reporting that it's, it's going to be a restaurant up there, a, a public restaurant. Yeah, although I think from what I understand, Disney sort of try is playing that one down and saying I'm it's sure for <laughs> Club 33 members because it's a very small space. Um, supposedly, okay. it's yeah. only going to hold a couple dozen people. Right. So what I heard I know, was that. I know. I, I've... Go ahead, Marjo. Go, go ahead. What I said, what I heard is that it will be open eventually to the public. However, Club 33 takes precedence. So let's say Club 33 can book that 60 days in advance. A person who's not a member would be able to book it maybe 30 days in advance, something like that. So. Okay, so it's it's event space, and Club Thirty Three members get um, first dibs on Correct. it. Correct. That's but that's it's it's not going to be like a, a regular restaurant. Though. I don't think so. That's not oh. what I'm. That's not what I've heard. So somebody could rent it if they were having a party or what a wedding reception. That would be probably something for the right price. That's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Or if you get a password discount, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out because it's yeah. I mean, I've I've heard from uh, Club 33 members that aren't pleased with the with mm. the. Idea. What did they say, Tom? Beca- well, because they took over the trophy room, and now they're basically using it for that space or as part of that space. Interesting. Yeah, I just hope we don't lose the royal courtyard access. To the guests, we've already lost Court of Angels, right. and one of the charms of New Orleans Square were all of these little areas you could explore and sit, just like real New Orleans, you know, the real French Quarter. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping, you know, they already destroyed the architecture with those big old windows so that they could all look down on us. And then, um, and now Judge. they, yes, and now um, I really would hate to see a second, co- the, the last courtyard be taken away. Yeah. Yeah, for the club. All right, that'll that'll be 2015's problem. 
Like I said, 2015 will be a new year with new adventures. <laughs> okay. And in more in news that I care about more than three three one. What? Wait, wait. Everybody else can have an opinion, but not me. Okay. Star Wars theme park attractions are to be based on the new films, not the old. Two years after buying Lucasfilm for $4 billion, Disney is starting to reveal just how Star Wars will be integrated into the company's theme parks. Main attractions will be based on new sequels and spinoffs, the first of which, Star Wars The Force, Force Awakens, opens next year. Not the older films in George Lucas's sci-fi franchise, according to Walt Disney chief Bob Iger. There will be a much larger Star Wars presence in our parks globally, Iger said recently. But we want to do this big, which takes time, and to do it right. For Disney and its team of theme park designers at Walt Disney Imagineering, that meant waiting for Intel director J.J. Abrams could reveal his plans for The Force Awakens. Disney could have easily started producing new rides based on the original Star Wars films, and early development on new rides did revolve around the first six Star Wars movies. But Iger didn't want a situation in which theme park guests would be disappointed with an attraction after seeing The Force Awakens. I didn't want someone to say, I just saw the movie and there's nothing in that movie in this attraction, Iger said. We waited to see what this film would have in it. As a result, Iger stopped early development on theme park attractions at Imagineering. We couldn't tell them what was new, Iger said, until Abrams was finished developing and producing the sequel. I slowed it all down so what we come forward with will have a blend of the past, present, and maybe the future. Referencing upcoming sequels and spin-off films. Now we have a sense of what's in Star Wars 8 and what some of the standalone films will have in them. Iger has previously said that Star Wars would have a significant presence inside the company's resorts. Why not? We bought the thing. We can do that now. <laughs> nice. The first, I love that. That's pretty awesome. It's ours. I do what I want with my car. Um, the first, if I want to put rims on it, I'm putting rims on it. The first look at the new Star Wars attractions are expected to be revealed next year. T23 Expo. I keep telling J.J. Abrams this is a $4 billion movie, Iger said, in reference to the Lucasfilm deal, not the actual budget of the film. We need to treat this very special. It's, unbe it's an unbelievable privilege and unbelievably and unbelievable response. Okay, I'm reading my quote. He was, he was not grammatically correct here. It's an unbelievable privilege and unbelievable. Oh, no, it is. Okay. It's an unbelievable privilege and unbelievable responsibility to take a jewel and treat it in a way that is respectful of its past, but brings it into the future. Early reaction to a teaser trailer already has been strong. Disney nearly didn't release a trailer, Iger admitted. Abrams is known for wanting to keep footage of his films under wraps with the rabid Star Wars fan base prompted Disney to come up with a brief introduction of what the new film would look like. Iger said there's a big opportunity to reach a younger demo that's attracted to the Star Wars franchise through Lego toys, as well as foreign markets like China, where the original films in the 70s and 90s weren't as popular because of the size of the theatrical market in those territories at the time. Disney is anticipating that curiosity will extend beyond the people who grew up with the movies, Iger said, and Disney has done a tremendous amount of work in how the films will be brought to market and where the opportunities are in growing the franchise. Iger, I'm finishing. Yeah, ready to. <laughs> Iger noted the use of computer-generated graphics has made filmmaking seem too easy. There's a sameness to a lot of these films today. Iger said the wow factor isn't what it used to be. JJ decided to create the physical wow factor. And now I'm done. This kind of worries me. What if the what yeah. if the movies tank? See, the way I read that speech and that article was the fact that. They don't want to not include all the canon. So, I mean, it only kind of makes sense, you know, when you've got movies with multiple sequels and you've got properties uh, that are going forward. You want to at least have a little bit of a taste of it. Kind of like they did with redoing Star Tours. And we all agree that that was a successful blend of adding the Old, you know, the newer canon of movies one, two, and three into the originals. So. You know, what else this means is that we're not getting Star Wars right away. It's going to be a while. Because what? The, the, and that's okay. Seven is what? 
Because they the want to do it right. Yeah. I mean, or, I, or else they don't know what they're doing yet. I have less of a problem with them rethinking all of this than I do that, and then putting them in all of our parks properly than the whole Avatar Land thing in Animal Kingdom. <laughs> when that's a good and point. when movies two and three, I mean, nobody's seen anything from Avatar two and three. Some of us haven't seen anything from Avatar. I didn't even know there was an Avatar <laughs> two and three. They're yeah, they actually out. started oh, working on all out. three of them okay. at the same yeah. time. I'll, uh, back to the future parts two and three. They're working on it all at once. Mm-hmm. Is ZZ Top going to be in Avatar <laughs> two or three? Yes. Then I'm all for it. I'm totally, yeah, then I'm all for it. If ZZ Top's going to be with the blue beards, that'd be awesome. I'm all over it. Oh, I apologize. I didn't mean to mess with the canon of Avatar. No, no, no. That's okay. I don't think Avatar truly has a full canon yet. They shot a lot of them off in the I mean, has anybody actually read anything, like any kind of dates? I mean, I thought Avatar Land Land was supposed to open kind of in concurrence. That's that's Disney World's problem, not mine. I know, it's Disney World's problem, not mine. Thank God they're not bringing Avatar Land here. Bite your tongue, knocking on wood. Yes. I know. But no, I mean, I'd rather see them take care with the property. Mm hmm. And put in a good attraction that might be a nice blend of seven movies worth of canon versus. Like you're playing the canon drinking game? That's five. <laughs> I can't kick you under the table this week. Uh, no. <laughs> I think between the alliteration drinking game and the canon one, I'm pretty much yes. snockered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Michael's playing the NyQuil drinking game. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, that's the news. Don't need time for time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. Well, since 2015 will be here in a couple of weeks, and we all will be coming up with our New Year's resolutions. I think everyone needs to make a resolution to visit the Walt Disney Family Museum Yay. in 2015. So let me tell you what's going on in January. First of all, the film of the month is my favorite of the classic animated films, Pinocchio. So I am looking forward to seeing that one back on the big screen again. The open studios, the little open studios and the open studios continue to be train themed to go along with the um, Walt Disney and train exhibit going on in the um, exhibit hall. They're starting a couple of new after school programs, which is really exciting as they continue their outreach program um, for children. On the 7th, they have an after school animation workshop. It's the first session. It is from four to 6 p.m. And um, and this is actually an eight-week program where um, where students will focus on a new skill or concept every week in animation that will help them better understand what it takes to be an animator. So over the eight weeks, the students will get a chance to play with different animation techniques and, and see their creations come to life. So this begins Wednesday, January 7th and runs through February 25th. And it's for, um, young folks ages 11 to 13. And there's, it's limited to 10 students per class. So this sounds like something really exciting for, um, you know, those middle schoolers who are interested in animation. They also have on the 9th a special program, Animation Access, and this is for teens, um, 14 years and older. This is a series of programs designed to introduce children and young adults affected by autism to the Walt Disney Family Museum. And so this is where they can enjoy animation, art, and innovation in a welcoming environment. And this is free, but registration is required. The other program that I talked about, there is uh, an, an enrollment fee for it. And we'll have a link in our show notes so you can read a little more about the costs for that. Um, there's a couple of talks in January that I'm very excited about. Um, the first talk is on the 10th. That is called the Disney Effect at 8 a.m. And this will be really interesting because, again, it's on um, parents and experts in the field of autism and how they've discovered a secret door to communication with children on the autism spectrum is Disney animated films. And 
they're going to explore how children learn about life language and emotion from favorite Disney characters created during Walt's time and beyond. So this is going to be moderated by Disney historian Jeff Curdy, and it's going to um, have, it's also going to, the panel's going to involve um, several experts um, in the field. And it's also going to um, include um, Jonathan Freeman, an actor and Disney theatrical productions and who is the voice of Jafar in Jafar. Aladdin. So now the, 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 and Jafar on Broadway right now. Mm-hmm. And the thing I want to caution folks about though, is that the, um, on the 10th and 11th, if you're thinking of coming into San Francisco, well, I would say don't because the Golden Gate Bridge will be closed. What? Um, they are, they are going, they're installing a, very controversial suicide um, barrier on the bridge. And so that means you can only get in and out of the city, either through the freeways or across the Bay Bridge. So I think traffic will be horrible. Or you can take the ferry boats um, as well, or BART, um, the rapid transit system. So just beware if you're coming into the city. Uh, you might have to, and you cross the Bay Bridge as, or the Golden Gate Bridge as I do. You, you're going to have to really think twice about it. So, anyway, um, another talk that is going on it is continuing the um, the railroad program, and that is on the 24th. They have I've been working on a railroad building and running Walt's trains. This is another one I'm really looking forward to. And this is where um, you're going to hear from three people who know what it takes to maintain and operate Walt's trains. So the um, you're going to, the Sean Batista is going to be there who rebuilt the Ernest S. Marsh and Marie E. Locomotives. And Bill Colley, who's the chief engineer um, of the Retlaw Enterprises. And also the um, Craig Ludwig, who's the roundhouse lead at the Disneyland Resort. And Michael Campbell will moderate, who's the president of the Carrollwood um, Pacific Historical Society. So that should be a lot of fun. And there's also on that same day for teachers is a creative problem solving um workshop and it's going to and you can discover how the world of wed enterprises um learn about them and how to apply the creative problem solving techniques of Walt's Imagineers to your curriculum through project based learning and that's only ten dollars so if you're an educator, you might be interested in that. And that's pretty much everything that's going on. So we will have a link in our show notes to the calendar where you can find out, you know, more information and um, information about tickets. Excellent. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Mary Jo? Not too far from Disneyland in the city of Riverside, there is a an inn. It's called the Mission Inn. And this is a four-star hotel now that started from a two-story adobe guest house that was built in 1876. So this is a antiquated building, I guess, and it was saved in 1992 by its current owners, who are Dwayne and Kelly Roberts. The reason why I'm bringing this to our rapid fires tonight is because some friends of mine have been talking about going here during the holidays, and I've been seeing other people going here that are friends on Facebook, and I think it's really nice. It's called Festival of Lights. And it says that there's more than 4 million dazzling holiday lights, appearances by Santa Claus, the world's largest man-made mistletoe, which measures 12 foot by 8 foot, horse-drawn carriage rides, freshly fallen snow, elaborately decorated Christmas tree, um, also other holiday decorations there. There's a very popular Casey's Cupcakes and that's also located at the inn. And they also decorate the streets around there. And it's supposed to be a really beautiful um, setting now through... Um, it's going on, and it'll be through January 6th. They also have an outdoor skating rink there. So we'll have a link to it in the show notes. But this is something I'm definitely going to go to with my friends. We've been talking about it. And I just wanted to bring it to your attention. It's probably maybe... Half an hour to 45 minutes away from the Disneyland Resort, depending on traffic. Very mm-hmm. cool. I'm really looking forward. And like I said, we've been talking about going here, and I saw somebody's Facebook that they, they had gone and with a bunch of really cool pictures. And I'm, 
So I thought I would share that with our listeners for something that either the locals or people who are in the um, area would like to go see. They also have tours of the mission because it is a historic building. Um, and the tours are $13 if they want to do it. Thank mm-hmm. you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Good news for people that use rap, uh, public transportation in Anaheim. The new Arctic station is now open. It opened uh, December 6th, and they just had their open house this last weekend. Tony and I headed over there. But this basically replaces the small station that was in the parking lot of Angel Stadium, which, um, and that that station, as far as I know, just served Amtrak, um, the Orange County Transit, and ART. Well, this new station will take care of all of that, plus adding Megabus, um, Greyhound, plus it is a really, really nice place. Um, it's, it's a really, really nice station, brand new. Um, they get Wi-Fi. They, they're going to have restaurants going in there. There's uh, Whereas the old station, you had um, two vending machines. Now you have a convenience store basically inside the, inside the train station. So it's going to be a much nicer experience for travelers that are coming into Anaheim. Uh, what were your thoughts, Tony? Yeah, it was really nice. Like I wanted to go hang out there. <laughs> and I also think it adds, and I know it's not a good neighbor hotel, mm-hmm. but if for those people that want to try to, if they're going to use the bus or use the train, right. it makes the Ayers Hotel, because um, it's basically really, it's yeah. right there within walking yeah. distance. And I've heard, and I know people that stay at the Ayers Hotel and say that they're a great hotel. I We have no, it's not a good neighbor. They don't advertise with the site. like. But I'm just saying because of the location, it's just something that I might make. Mm-hmm. And they have an art, an art sub, something I'd consider. Right. And also, we're interested in seeing the restaurants and whether they're whether the restaurants that are going in because we saw the one that looks like a Cajun restaurant right. because there's not enough. All of a sudden, yes. we're <laughs> New <laughs> Orleans further and west. Um, but oyster um, bar that that re- yeah a Cajun it's, restaurant it's, and an oyster bar and a, a brewery, right? Now, yeah, and at, for a second, I was just thinking, why are they putting them there? But then I just remembered because before Tom and I were talking, like what. Okay, the tra- the bus traveler, the the train traveler isn't necessarily uh-uh. going to go to some of these restaurants, but I just remembered where it's located. It's right next – it's right across the street from the Anaheim Pond, mm-hmm. and it's right within walking distance of Anaheim yeah. Stadium. So I can see those being pre-game or after-game. Definitely, yeah. Hangouts. Uh, hangouts. So I never thought of I, – I didn't – I wasn't even putting two and two together until I just figured that out. But it's really nice. I mean, it, it's almost overkill at this point for the for the traffic that's going through it, but uh, it's 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 going to be something that they can grow into. Mm-hmm. Or they're like eight, eight, 16 bus bays or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Um, so, and it's funny because I was actually in San, at San Diego's downtown depot mm-hmm. to this evening, and yeah, it's. It's not even the, this Orange County one is now. I mean, it's state of the art and looks almost like an airport, yeah. and it's nice and clean and all that yep. kind of stuff. So, so Arctic is open. All right, uh, Nancy. Okay. Well, you know, coming up very very quickly with another week or so is New Year's Eve, and around the LA area, there are definitely a lot of New Year's th- Eve things to do if you don't want to be inside Disneyland Park. Um, and you don't which, want to be inside Disneyland Park. No, it is a churning <laughs> spiral of death. I I miss wow. it. I miss New Year's Eve when it was a hard ticketed party at Disneyland. Those were great parties because they limited the number of people that went in. They had entertainment, yep. and it was name entertainment, not these bands that are you know homages to you know they weren't cover bands. You know, they right. had the Pointer Sisters. I mean, you know, this was in the day. And, um, you, you, you know, I mean, it was great. They were great. Oh, I bet. Because, you know, the only time I've ever been there during New Year's Eve, it was just, like I said, spiraling whirlpools of death right in front of the castle. 
people couldn't can't even move. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. So and, and they gave you party hats and noisemakers when mm. you entered the park. Yep. Oh no, I got those entering the park. Not on a not party ticket. Mm. But anyway. Anyway, besides that, so let's talk about some of the other things you can do. Now, if you want to venture out into the non-theme park world, there are a few things um, that are family-friendly. Um, the biggest one of those is at Grand Park, and that's in downtown Los Angeles. Um, it is a basically like 12 acres um of downtown that um, goes from Music Center Plaza right next to City Hall um, down to Spring Street and that starts at 6 and goes till 1230 a.m. it has performers DJs food trucks the whole nine yards as well as a live feed of um, the New York celebration as well and all of the metro bus and rail lines provide free service on New Year's Eve um, from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. So that's something to kind of keep in mind. Um, also, some of the um, kid museums, like Kid Space up in Pasadena, especially if you're going to be um, heading to the Rose Parade, Kid Space up in Pasadena has a noon Year's Eve. Um, which ooh, has a performance by musical group Clint Perry and the Boohoo Crew. <laughs> um, but that goes from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. for little ones. And Kidspace is one of my kids' most favorite children's museums in the L.A. area. Now, also for kids, there's a couple different things. Um, Family-friendly. Um, Universal City Walk, if you want to go into a theme park environment, but not quite the same. Um, they have a party on City Walk called City Walk Rocks New Year's Eve. has fireworks, nonstop entertainment, you know, lots of DJs, live bands, etc., etc. Um, starts at 9 p.m. and they do have VIP packages available which include admission, valet parking, and party favors for $100 a car. And that's, you know, pretty decent. They are also on City Walk um, having what they call the Back to 2015 um, party. And the AMC Theater there is going to be showing classic Universal movies, which start at 9 p.m. so that people can be out and to the upper level of the AMC Theater um, for the fireworks and stuff. And they have a dance party, complimentary soft drinks and goodies um, on that level of the AMC. And they're showing uh, your choice of... Jurassic Park, E.T., a, a double feature of Dracula and Frankenstein, and Back to the Future. And so that's yet another thing you can do at, at City Walk. Some of the um, cool, more adult things, check out the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood. They have their Cleopatra Bash which is a pretty fun, highbrow kind of L.A. thing to do. There's also um, the ever-popular um, New Year's Eve aboard the Queen Mary, and I thought this one sounded really cool because they're doing kind of an all-aboard theme, and this is for 21 and older, so no, not family-friendly, but I think this is one of the coolest of... Uh, of all the ones you can do, um, they're recreating the Queen Mary's Mediterranean cruise of 1966 through music, culture, food, and entertainment. And they're doing a, um, a global party. Their headliners are 
um, the Gypsy All-Stars featuring the Gypsy Kings alumni. Um, and they'll be visiting the seven cities. Um, Cannes, Fran uh, Cannes, France will be represented by a Royal Casino, 8 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. Blackjack, Craps, and Roulette, with a French cabaret and can-can shows. Uh, Moulin Rouge Cabaret as well. Uh, they'll visit Cartagena, Spain with a flamenco lounge with tapas and sangrias um, with the Gypsy All-Stars and the flamenco duo. Mykonos, Greece is represented um, on the sports deck with an LED dance floor and um, all kinds of Grecian decor. Alexandria, Egypt will be a VIP-only lounge. And so will Tangier, Morocco. And then they'll have Portofino, Italy, represented by um, a huge Italian buffet and gondola bar in the Grand Salon. And then New York um, will be represented at the Broadway Bar featuring dueling grand, um, grand pianos and the Veranda Grill. And... They'll also have some more New Year's type stuff um, up on this, the Central Park themed sun deck. They're going to have um, a Rockette style show with a, a midnight fireworks show. So that sounds like one of the coolest, um, one of the coolest um, things to do for New Year's Eve around. And once again, that's on the Queen Mary. That is going to cost you surprisingly enough only $99 a person for cabin class boarding but if you want that VIP access to those extra two lounge that's $199 a person that's actually cheap for Los Angeles New Year's Eve parties and club style parties so lots and lots to do plenty of LA New Year's Eve sites so uh, check them out all right. Thank you, Nancy. Tony? Well, now that we've passed New Year's Eve, <laughs> we now have things going on in Janu later in January, and hopefully we are not there yet. But I just wanted to remind everybody about the Star Wars Half Marathon Weekend, which we've mentioned before, but I think a lot of us included have forgotten about it. I'm not going to go through everything, but I'm just going to remind everybody that we do have the Star Wars Half Marathon Weekend, and I did remember that I actually signed up for the 10K because it wasn't Which sold out. Is that so I guess I better. It is January 16th through the 19th, if I did my dates correctly. Uh, um, 19th's a Monday, but... Well, but that's also on Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, okay. Day, if I'm not mistaken. Gotcha. So there's a lot of people that are off. But yeah, when I say 16th through the 19th, I meant those 15th through the 18th. I apologize. It was close, teens. So I just wanted to remind everyone that on Sunday is the half marathon starting at 530. So if you're if you were planning on going to the parks, remember, it is this, it is a half marathon weekend. Uh, so the Sunday the 18th is the half marathon at 530. So keep that in mind. The other races are the Star Wars 10K, which is at 530. Ooh, I got to wake up early for that on Saturday, January 17th. I remember when I used to run these things. And that will be on Saturday the 17th. The Star Wars 5K is on Friday the 16th at 5.30. And then the Expo itself starts on Thursday, January 15th from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Friday, January 16th from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturday, January 17th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And that is in the Disneyland Hotel Exhibit Hall. So I just want to remind everyone that the non-runners that this is going to be going on. Don't forget, though, there there is still tickets available for only a few things. That is the Wookiee Welcome Party. <laughs> Alliteration. Take a shot. Um, is 90% uh, sold out, and the Cheer Squad is 55% sold out. Everything else is sold out. But the um, Wookiee Welcome Party, just as a reminder, private party in Tomorrowland, character meet and greets with Star Wars characters and classic Disney characters and Star Wars outfits, entertainment, dessert reception, Select attractions open, including Space Mountain and Star Tours. The adventure continues. Astro Orbiter and Buzz Lightyear Astro Blaster, 99 bucks a ticket. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll... 99 bucks, never mind. 
Um, but okay, I don't know how we missed this. I'm. I just. I don't know. I maybe we talked about it and I wasn't paying attention, which is very well true. Did we know that they're debuting New Balance limited edition Run Disney shoes? Are, are there new like Star Wars ones? Because I have two pairs of their others. Of their of their Run Disney. I, yeah, Disney I have shoes? the Mickey. I have the the you know red. They're super cute. Red. No, these things look like yeah, princess and they shoes. Have the, oh, they have yeah, too. they have those. Yeah, they've been around for a while. That okay, well, they're only. But you can I have source. Okay, these Mickey. ones though. They sell them at. These are only you can only get them no wait. They right. can only, they only get them at the expo. Right. Okay. Well, I didn't know, and thanks for sharing. But I was like, "Whoa, you can get these at the expo." I would not wear them because they look very princessy. No, but they, but, have, um, they have ones that are they have ones for men too. Yeah, yeah. Michaels yeah, look um, really cool. I like Michaels. Yeah, if you saw me on the cruise, you would have seen my shoes. Well, I, I saw you, and when I when I speak to when I spoke to you, Michael, we had a nice long conversation. I didn't. I looked at your eyes. I care about you as a person. <laughs> I'm not going to just judge you based on what you wear. It's about what's inside. So I was sorry I wasn't checking out your feet. Um, you don't know what you're missing. I, I just I, obviously. I was gonna say you I know what? It was somebody now, else who had the foot fetish. No, see now, now see. I thought nobody was gonna understand why global hygiene revolution <laughs> broke up, and this is that like thing that nobody knew about the whole foot thing. And anyways, well, prices range from seventy two to one twenty five, and they are available exclusively day being debuted at the. Expo. All so. right. Well, there you go. Thank you, Tony. Just that will do you. it for rapid fire time for our thread of the week, Mary Jo. This week's thread comes from ABW Dreaming. It comes from California, and she's been on the disc since 2003. She says, advice, please. Two-day Disneyland or one day each park? She needs advice. She has a two-day one-park ticket for December 21 and 22. Most of us, five adults, one child, want to do Disneyland both days. One mom wants to do both parks. I think it will be so crowded that to do the Elsa Anna meet and greet, rides and some shows, Fantastic Parade, etc. We'll need both days for Disneyland. What do you think? So I want to go around California and ask you guys, do you think that she should do both days in Disneyland or one day in each park? And I'll start with... Remind, wait, remind me the dates again. December 22nd and 21st. Yes. Right? And, so, and the demographics of the of the party? Uh, there's five adults and one child who's a six-year-old. So one of the moms wants to do both parks and everybody else wants to do only, only Disneyland. Disneyland. So what do you guys... So I'm going to start with um, Tony. Everybody else only wants to do Disneyland. Don't we kind of go with majority rules here? I'm just, just saying, right? Well, is that what would you do that, or would you try to convince, being that you know both parks, your opinion on how they could best um, spend their days? I think this is supposed to be fun, <laughs> and if everybody else wants to do something, then I would say everybody else should. Like, I, I hate to be like. Not nice about it, but is it, I don't think it's worth the effort to convince someone to do something if the majority of everybody else wants to do something else. Okay, and and the twentieth and twenty first are Saturday, Sunday, right? So this this yeah, weekend they're going to be so, crowded. That being said, it's going to be. Busy. I don't see. And what are, it remind me of the ages? It's just one six year old, and then the rest are all adults. Oh uh, yeah, I don't see how you can go to California. And not go to Cars Land. Yeah. That's what makes... And you know what? And when I was on the ship, I saw Cars again. I hadn't seen it for in years. And the whole time I'm watching it thinking of Cars Land. Yeah, I saw that. So I'm changing my mind. Going full circle. <laughs> you have to at least spend enough time to walk through Cars Yeah, but Land. you said they had one park tickets, right? Yeah, they're well, one then, day, one you're gonna park have to, tickets, then, two of them. Then, then that may... Ooh, that's tough. Then you know what? Cars Land is worth. I hate to say wasting. Oh, day, whoa, 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 hold on a second. Did she say what? something about Anna and Elsa? They're going to be at California They're Adventure. Be at California Adventure beginning the twentieth. Oh well, there we're done. 
Disneyland's always more magical when it's shared. <laughs> and and yeah. there's also all the Frozen activities are yeah, going I to mean, be going it's, on it's, at Hollywood It's soft Studios. opening. That's, that's like the very first weekend, but yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, I'll go to yep. you next. I would say, do we know if the six-year-old is a boy or a girl? Or She didn't. Well, I figure okay. if they're going to do Anna and Elsa, it must be it's a girl. girl. Yeah. Now, 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 boys like Frozen oh. too. Okay. And, um, but... <laughs> I would say, yeah, I wish they had park hoppers, but I think, I agree with Tony, they need to see Cars Land, and I think the yep. six-year-old, you know, needs to see, if they want to see Anna and Elsa, they have to go to Hollywood Studios, and and then there's going to be all the Frozen stuff, there's the um, Viva Navidad, there's Flick's Fun Fair, I mean, there's plenty of stuff. Yeah to do little mermaid so i would say yeah day in each okay nancy what do you say i would agree with everybody else day in each okay tom <sighs> setting aside anna and elsa anna and elsa i would say spend both days at disneyland and the reason <clears throat> why since There's you're dissenting just- <laughs> There's just so much to do there for one if if for one day. Especially and especially with the with if it's not a park hopper, you you're gonna get over to you're gonna spend your day at Disneyland and then you're gonna go over to California Adventure and say Why am I not at Disneyland? I missed this and I missed this and I missed this and I missed yeah no. Okay, so you're saying you're saying one you're saying both days in Disneyland. The rest of the team says one day in each park. That no, I, okay. Setting what? aside the Anna and Elsa, but but with if they need to see Anna and Elsa, then you you have to do both yeah. parks. I guess it depends on, well how a priority it is to yeah. see Anna and Elsa. Yeah. And we don't know what's happening in that tower in Fantasyland, right? We don't know if Rapunzel's going back no, in there or no. anything. Or if through Disney magic. Yeah, I, I'm Just, sure it's not going to be. Yeah. Maybe we'll get Baymax. <laughs> no, Baymax is already in Tomorrowland. He will never. I, I can't right. see Baymax in, in Fantasyland. That was a joke. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to go a step further. Further and say that I really think they should upgrade to park hoppers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I agree. For if they want to maximize the time they're going to be there, I I really think they should have the opportunity to go back and forth on the two parks so that they can do the Anna and Elsa. Increase? And then, like like I said in in one of uh, I think it was in this show. <laughs> we um, <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> I, just I forgot, but I did I did all. You know, I, I did World of Color, Fireworks, Fantasmic in one night. And if you're going to do... Um, oh, no, you talked about that in our Fantasmic show. I did. Okay, I knew it was uh, one of the, one <laughs> of the shows. But there are certain things that you want to do at one park and then go to the other park to do. There's shows throughout the day and there's parades and, and the attractions themselves as far as... And Fast Pass. So I think they should they should upgrade. But if they can't, because of financial reasons, um, I would say one a, a park a day, and maybe do California Adventure first, and then Disneyland. I don't know. So, what would you guys say? What should how they much do? More, Calif- how much more is it to upgrade? It's a bit more. We're talking six people, so yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's a big difference than if you're talking just one or two people. I think it's worth it. But um, having said that, I think they should do a, a day at each part. So if you, anybody else would like to weigh in on this or hear what other people have been saying, because we do have a lot of opinions on this um, so far. And we have some people that, that do agree with me. And we have... <laughs> <laughs> and then we have other people. And we have other people. But... um. Sheets did say that um, most of the frozen attractions will be in California Adventure, so they might, they will want a day at California Adventure. Um, some people are saying half days at California Adventure and the rest of the time at Disneyland. 
Which would need which would a need park at least, hopper, yeah. Uh huh, a park hopper at least for one uh, day. The difference is thirty nine dollars. To me, that's a no brainer. Two seventeen versus one seventy eight. Three, but uh, we'll have a link to the thread. It's called "Advice Please Two Day Disneyland or One Day Each Park." And the thread, um, we'll have a link in our show notes. Thank you, Mary Joan. Again, the show notes page is at isunplugged.com alright that's it our last show of the year okay we're done um, <laughs> happy holidays Yay! happy holidays everyone open Merry a champagne Christmas. happy new year or rum if happy you new year to you Mary Jo Michael Nancy Tony thank you all so much for all you do for us and for the listeners we, we do appreciate you and I do appreciate you um we will see you next year. That is going to do it for this segment of the Dis Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And we will be back again with you January 5th, a Monday. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.